Welcome to Be The Life with Lucy Green. Hi, so I'm just welcoming back Tanya Sundra here from uh, Western Australia. We recorded a podcast just now about how she's published a paper on atuglaflozin and laminitis. Um, and we just carried on talking after I'd hit stop. And it became a really interesting chat that I've just determined to get out to you guys about how Tanya has used mentors in her life to try and keep herself going, fulfill her her needs and to, to sort of fuel the fire, really, that is Tanya, that I know so well now. Um, Tanya, talk to me a little bit about what you were just mentioning to me about how you just, you know, use, well, I suppose, your personality, really, to your to your best interests and to keep yourself networked with the right people that can help you keep moving forward. Yeah, I guess I guess networked is one way to describe it. The people that, you know, I constantly annoy on a regular basis may not see that as networking and rather just me being annoying. But uh, no, I mean, I think that, you know, we often think of mentors as um, being there for when we first start our career and even as students when we're needing a, a leg up and someone to look to for advice. But I think having mentors at different stages of your career or all through your career is really important. And, you know, we were just talking about um, a mentor that I've had for a large part through vet school and all through my career. And I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning his name, but it's Guy Lester. So he taught me when I was at vet school. And I remember as a student going into his office and going, oh, I'm dealing with this and I don't know what I should do. And he just had a way of, you know, always listening, but just coming up with something that just simplified the problem. And, you know, that was when I was a wee little vet student and we kept in contact and he went and worked in um, Florida for a few years and my husband and I travelled over there and I caught up with him over there and had dinner over there, which was really nice. And he he started his own um, private medicine consultancy practice in Perth recently. So he comes out on the road with me and sees cases with me. Um, And one of the things that, you know, following on from some of the research that I've been doing is I realized that I really enjoy it, but you know, it's a steep learning curve. So one of the ways to get better at research is to read more papers and participate in journal clubs, but being an ambulatory vet who works on their own, it's, you know, it's not like I'm part of a big practice that can join in on a journal club. So, um, what Guy and I do, and I usually, um, another thing, good thing about being a running your own practice is that I can just schedule off, you know, every second Wednesday afternoon. And we typically will go and um, have lunch somewhere. I'll buy him lunch and a beer and we'll sit at a pub and talk about, you know, a recent paper. And it may not even be equine related. Like we've talked about papers coming out of human medicine um, previously, just to, to look at, you know, how they've designed their studies and what interesting things have come out and how they're writing their research. So this whole pile of different things, but you know, getting back to it, it's just, it's just been really good for me to have someone who can, you know, I can pick up the phone to and call and say, struggling with this or, Hey, I've just had a, you know, difficult client, you know, how do you think I should approach it? And, you know, it's not just based on clinical things. It's, you know, they're very good at life advice too, because a lot of these guys have been there and done that. And, you know, it's, you know, like we mentioned in the previous podcast, um, Dave Rendell's been a very good mentor to me and, you know, he mentored me for a large part of 18 months before we'd even met in person, you know, yeah. just chatting about cases and um, doing this research and writing up papers. So it's, you know, I think mentor, mentors come in all sh- sorts of shapes and forms and it's just a matter of finding the right people and not being afraid to reach out to people to ask for help. 
Yeah, I think I mean it's 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 really inspiring to hear you say that because I think so often we put people on pedestals in our profession, don't we? And we think, you know, you wouldn't dream of contacting someone who's names in lights or works at a big practice some specialist in an area but you said to me in a very eloquent way people like Dave put on his pants one leg at a time like the rest of us which I love and I think you're absolutely right I mean no one is is superhuman you know we're all humans we're all and we're all learning and we've all got our you know skeletons in the closet our bads our goods you know there's lots of things for people to to remember when they're talking to these you know experts as we think of them they're all, they're all going to be perfectly happy to to be contacted. And like you said, if they don't want to reply to you, what's the big deal? You know, you just, you've coped that far without that person. If you put your neck on the line and go and contact them and they don't get back in touch, that's not a biggie, is it? You just move on and carry on going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, you know, I've gotten through 40 years of my life without talking to someone. I'm pretty sure I'll get through the next 40 years of life <laughs> just as fine. Um, but the amazing thing is, is that when you do make that connection and, yeah. you know, a lot of these specialists, they, they're really passionate about an area that they're involved in or the work that they're doing. So they're quite excited to talk to someone else who's, you know, seeing the cases um, at the coalface of practice and, you know, going, oh, what do you see? And, you know, how do you think? So it can really be um, almost like a two-way sharing of knowledge. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a one-way interaction. And I think ambulatory vets, we kind of go, oh, you know, what are we, we're just going to bother these people and they're so busy and, you know, yes, people are busy and if they're busy, I'm sure they'll tell you, but they might be able to point you in the direction of someone else who can help. So I think I think the networking side is, is a great thing about this profession because, you know, in this day and age that we you know, that we live and work in is that you can just reach out to people on the other side of the world. Yeah, I think you're right. That's a good point. We downplay perhaps what the first opinion practitioner's value is. You know, like the specialists that are often in big clinics, hospitals, universities and such like, you know, they're they're seeing a sort of particular um, bias of the cases, aren't they? The ones that are getting referred to them, whereas the general practitioner is seeing all those cases up until that point as well, aren't they? So actually the two people, if you like, can really help each other, I suppose, in terms of, you know, understanding how specific diseases and things work and understanding how the caseload really is laid out. And then that can lead to like you've done lots of research, lots of sort of added things to your career and your and your and your sort of self-worth really. So it's nice to hear that you're sort of not afraid to just get in touch with these people and just see what happens. And I think that would probably benefit way more people if um, if we were willing to do it. And I think the size of our profession is really relevant, isn't it? It's, you know, we're a very small profession, really, equine vets, and that can be in our favour. You know, as we see at the conferences, it's so much easier to network with people in different fields because there's not as many of them, you know? So we can make that something that's used to our advantage and um, and and keep the community, you know, like we talked about before, that sense of being belonging to something and use it for our, our own advantage. Yeah, and you never know where those conversations will lead. And, you know, they might introduce you to other people, which may lead on to to other things, and they might have their own network and go, hey, look, you know, you're seeing these cases and, you know, we'd really, we know someone who's working on that and they might like to have a chat to you about that particular case. Um, and just sharing knowledge, I think, at the end of yeah. the day, it's just really, it's, it's really quite useful and, and it, it does give you that bigger sense of purpose, you know, yeah. not that you're not just 
in your car, seeing that one patient, you get back in, you drive to the next one. It just keeps your mind ticking over going, oh, I remember, you know, this could be really helpful to someone I was just having a conversation with that I met at AEP. So I'll pick up the phone and chat to them about it. Yeah, communicate. Yeah, you're right. Being being in the car as an AMBO vet particularly, you know, you can end up being quite isolated and there's always that risk as well that the way you do things can become very sort of narrow, can't it? And, you know, if you're not feeding off other people and bouncing ideas off, then you're going to, you're going to A, lose your inspiration, but B, you might end up going down a track that you perhaps wouldn't have done if you had the choice um, in terms of how you treat cases or approach cases. So actually trying to form a community and open communication is really important. And I know Diva's tried to achieve that. We've had forums in the UK here um, which have been run on email historically. And now we've got the app that's got its community forum that people can access from their phone and chat and tag people and, you know, open their own discussions. And there's closed groups in there as well for things like students and, and nurses, et cetera. You know, I think that's key because I think the the world is so well connected now and we should be trying to make, you know, take advantage of that. Um, how do you guys, I mean, you have your beers and your chats in, in, in Australia with your, your local groups and you obviously contact your mentors. I mean, do you have any platforms online that you use? Um, yeah, so we've got a, it's similar to your Beaver Buddy app. We've got a Guild app. So the mm. EVA has that where we, you know, we use it and it's a lot of the time it's us ambulatory vets going, hey, how do we treat this fungal endometritis like nothing's worked or, you know, can someone just quickly have a look at these labs for me and just give me your thoughts as to what's going on. And, you know, it's really well, it's really well received. A lot of people chime in on things. Um, We share our own experiences. Uh, I don't think, I think that's the thing about Australians. We tend not to take ourselves too seriously. We can, we can go, we don't really know if this is the right thing, but this is what I do. Um, And then we'll leave it up to the experts to, to chime in and, you know, say yes or no. But um, I think experience, I think we undervalue experience a lot of the time. And yeah. I think that can play, you know, that can be incredibly um, useful, especially to younger vets that are coming out, you know, just having a chat to vets that have been there and seen that and going, yeah, look, it's okay. We we screwed yeah. up. I mean, I think one of our threads on our EVA Guild app was your biggest screw up, you know, wow. or say everybody's sharing things and, you know, we all had a laugh and, you know, going, okay, let's not do that again. But just to make sure that, you know, we see the lighter side of the profession and not get too caught up and think that we're the only ones out there who ever make mistakes. It's It happens to everyone. Yeah. And it's just nice to, to sit around and chat about that with, with everyone else. Yeah, it's, it goes back to that being human thing, doesn't it? I know um, Hugh's Beaver Congress last year, you know, he asked all the speakers to to end their talks with, uh, you know, what was their biggest mistake or, you know, balls up or whatever in practice. And, and you know, it's really nice to hear that some of these super super expert vets you know we've all we've all made mistakes we've all done it and actually the more we open up about that stuff the 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 barriers get taken down then don't they for the new grads and the students and and the people that are in the middle of their careers but maybe having either a break or a wobble you know it's just if we all sort of admit that we're all human and we all have those goods and good and bad days it makes it much more acceptable to talk about and I think that that helps people support each other at the end of the day, which is what it's all about. And um, I mean, your previous podcast exemplified that really, didn't it? With Perfectly with how you guys support each other in your local area. And that's what we need yeah. to try and do in our profession. That's what we need to try and build and, and promote in our profession is that sense of support and belonging. Yeah. And that's the thing as well with, you know, going back to the mentoring thing, you realize that, you know, these, <laughs> the experts, they're, they're really good and they've got a wealth of knowledge, but there's also things that they don't know. 
And that's yeah. okay because it's, you know, we need to find that, that sort of information out and you kind of work together into how do we do that? You know, what is yeah. the what is the best treatment for this or how can we best help this horse? And that might just be a case-by-case case thing, but it's really, for me, it's been really rewarding to go, okay, I don't have the answers, but that's okay because, you know, nobody does and we're all no. working towards the same thing and we can achieve so much more in a much smaller period of time if we just pulled all our resources together rather than yeah. trying to work in isolation. And whether that's a case thing or, you know, trying to, um, you know, bring more people into the profession and keep them there. I don't yeah. think it's going to happen yeah. individually. It's just going to happen by a collective effort. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I think you're right. Drop the ego and and just see see each other as as equals really and we've all got stuff to contribute and to bring to the profession to help each other with and to value ourselves as individuals oh that's a nice nice message for people well thank you for doing that little bit of extra recording there i just thought it was such a useful bit of advice really for those out there that probably do feel sometimes that they're a bit adrift or you know maybe you've lost contact with people back at uni and you know previous mentors that they've had that it's actually really easy and really acceptable to just get back in touch with people or to find new people that might be able to help you along the next part of your career so being able to say that you need others is a really valuable and really open and honest thing to say and um and we're all human so let's take that home and uh and celebrate it (laughs) thanks for coming back to me tanya and i hope to more stuff with you because you're a very very good person thank you so much uh, thank you lucy i'm always happy to come back take care see you soon okay, bye this episode of beaver pod was produced by beaver for more details on the benefits of your beaver membership and the products and services offered please go to our website at www.beaver.org.uk Thank you.